Hello and welcome to episode 411 of Sprick and Say Geek. I'm Bat. And I'm Hammer. And this is our Week in Geek. This week we bring you our review of Free Guy. We bring you our streaming review of Synchronic. Uh, we'll also bring you our review of episode 4. Spoiler free of Don't Breathe 2. Of mm. Ted Lasso. Episode 4 of yes. Ted Lasso. And spoiler free of Don't Breathe Part 2. Otherwise known as Electric Boogaloo. Please root for a rapist. Pretty much. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's go with that. So before we get to any of that, though, let's go ahead and start how we normally do, or we've decided to the last few episodes, because 2020 was a fucking joke. Hammer, <laughs> uh, what you been playing? Nothing. Cool story, bro. Yeah, nothing. I'm sorry. I haven't even... I've been playing, like, Sentinels on my phone. That's about the most I've played video game-wise. Wow. That's... I know. I know, right? Super exciting. I broke out Terraforming Mars because you were talking about it last week, and I was like, ooh, it's not as fun if you don't play with people. You were playing by yourself? Yeah, you can play it. Um, you can uh, yeah, play... I know you can do a solo, but... Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah I play yeah. with the AI and just, like, fiddle around and try different stuff out there. Yeah, corporations. Yeah. It gets boring after a while. I, but it's, it's a good way to make sure you have the rules down and, and know what you're doing. So if you are playing somebody... Especially if you make it like some sort of competitive drinking game or something. Yeah. Then then you have a strategy. But yeah, that's that's definitely one of those games that's... It's great to figure out the game otherwise. But that's all I've been doing is playing mobile games. I haven't really even played Minecraft at all this time. I've been doing the same thing. We're playing some board games solo. I've been playing uh, Legendary. The Yeah, you were doing the last time I came over. The, the card game. Um, there's Legendary Encounters. There's Buffy Legendary. There's... Big Trouble in Little China. Naturally, there, there's a few. There's a Firefly Legendary, um, but this one is is Didn't Marvel. Make past one season though. Too bad. It wasn't very great. Uh, this is just based on the Marvel properties, uh, so it's just I, I just have the core set for now. Yeah. Uh, bought it. Sarah and I played a few times. I was like, okay, and and I have Buffy too, and we played a lot of the Buffy because she's a she's a huge Buffy fan. I'm not, but I like to play games with her so yeah. i like want her to want to play games so i'll be like you you want to play this game so i will play this game with you yeah uh so i've been playing that solo it's fine it's fun um there's an app you can get that'll randomize your enemies and your heroes and the objectives and stuff so okay, you don't have to cool. do it yourself more of hellblade um still Trying really slowly meticulously going through it i'm not going through it too too quickly that's um, kind of good that like for a short game you're able to savor it i mean i want to power through it but i'm like i'm gonna let this game fester in my brain i guess a little the way i imagine they kind of want you to take breaks I was going to say, it kind of sounds like almost one of those when you're watching a really intense, i.e. Breaking Bad, and you're watching a really intense Breaking Bad episode, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm right. going to take a break. Yes. So it almost sounds like that, which honestly is kind of nice, I guess. It's unique to a game, because you're This game is so unique. Like, I don't know if the game itself is great, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But what the the package of the game is great. The like, concept. The, com- the, the combat is pretty bare bones and lackluster yeah um but like what they've got I, that's not what they're basing their game around mm-hmm. you know there's some games where it's like the combat is why you're here and if it borderlands yeah 
you're here for the the loot and the, the, the blah blah blah. And if the story's great, cool. That helps. Borderlands Two. Mm-hmm. If it's not, Borderlands Three. Borderlands the pre sequel. Oh. You're like, yeah, this is Borderlands, and if I have four players, fun. Yeah. Is this something I'm playing myself? No. Yeah. Where this is, you're here for the story. The combat's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please don't judge us on the combat. Yeah. Judge us on everything else. Um. And I preloaded a bunch of stuff from Games for Gold or uh, uh Game sorry, Game Pass. The other um, thing that exists. Yeah. Games for Gold, whatever. Um, I did play Hades was one of them. Oh, so. fuck. I really... I really, But I love Supergiant Games. I know you. And I really want to play. I've heard Hades is amazing. I've heard a lot of good stuff about yeah. it. I, I, at the same time, I'm a terrible Supergiant fan person because I haven't played... Fuck, what was the one that was like basketball? It was oh, literally yeah. about like... Um, Fuck, I can't think of the damn thing about it. It's, but again, it's basically, it's played as if you were playing... Um, it's like a basketball RPG almost, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is very much a basketball RPG. And it was unique and interesting, but I didn't play through it. I'm still, my favorite is still Bastion. Mm-hmm. I actually beat Transistor a couple of years back, and I was so fucking thankful. I'm like, because I wanted so hard to play it, and then I got it for PC, and I never went back and beat it, so I finally mm-hmm. beat it. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to hear how Hades is. Yeah. I'm hoping it's good. I've heard good things about I've it. I've heard it's great. Yeah. So I haven't heard good things. I've heard great things. And yeah. so I'm I'm excited to give that a go. Uh, I put just a few more games, and then I filled up pretty much my Xbox hard drive, so I should probably delete some games or finish some games. Um, it's weird because there's a lot of games that I quote-unquote purchased from Game Pass, played a little bit, and I haven't gone back to them. Yeah. I haven't gone back to uh, the Outer Worlds. Outer yeah. Worlds? Yeah. I haven't gone back to Outriders. I haven't gone back to Gears. I haven't gone... Like, there's a bunch that I've downloaded, and I have played a little bit, and I was like, okay, I'm going to play something else. And I so I think it's that... You have so many choices. I think that's what it is. The first time you have Netflix, you're like, holy shit. And you don't focus on one thing, and then you, you end up missing a bunch of stuff. Because you just bounce around. And so... You be like I am when I'm watching shows and bounce around nonstop, get through like two episodes. I'm like, maybe I should try something else. Yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm playing Hellblade, but I'm playing it meticulously and how I want to play it so that I don't put it down. Mm-hmm. And I don't burn myself out by playing it for three hours straight and then be like, I don't want to play a game, but I don't want to play this right now. And then play something else and then not get back to it. So it's like me and Persona 5 right now. I mean, you beat it once already, though. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, one more time. <laughs> As the famous, like, you know, Daft Punzon goes, one more time. Uh, so, we are going to go ahead and get to our streaming review, which was brought to us by you this week. Yeah, I wanted to watch the drug-tripping Anthony Mackie movie, uh, Synchronic, on Netflix. And this was not a Netflix movie. It was a bot by Netflix, wasn't it? But I'm it? pretty sure it was a Netflix movie. It was like, it was one that was shopped around and picked up by Netflix. Mm-hmm. At least, well, that's the way it was. I looked online, but yeah. So, so Anthony Mackie, um, and his time time traveling drug dealer, and his dealer. his partner, uh, they're they're paramedics, and they start to come across gruesome scenes mm-hmm. of. People either in 
are either dead or severely injured. Yeah. And they can't quite figure out why. And eventually they find that there's a drug called Synchronic. And what it does is it basically trips you out and makes you time travel to a different time in the same location where you're at. I.e. so if you use it at a bus stop you may go back in time four years or 400 years. Mm -hmm. So the bus stop may be gone, um, but you're in that same location. After a certain amount of time, if you aren't back at that location, you can't get back to present time. Uh, Anthony's partner, his daughter, goes missing, and they find out that she basically took Synchronic. Yeah. At this point, this is when Anthony Mackie starts, uh, because he's got an inoperable brain tumor and cancer, because you gotta gotta have it all. Yeah. And he starts experimenting with this drug and realizes that he can travel back in time because his mandula oblongata is not crystallized as an adult is. It's still fresh as a teenager's is. So he's trying no to... No Colonel Sanders. He's trying You're to... You're wrong. He's trying to figure... <laughs> Sorry. You put it in my head. Uh, uh, so he's trying to find the guy's daughter. Um, while and bring her back. Taking drugs, and he's only got like five or six. What is it, like six, seven minutes? Of, of, of the actual pills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I watched a movie. I love Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Dude has got charisma. He just oozes charisma. I agree. This is the second time travel movie that we watched of his. Because remember we watched the one of uh, the Earth was dying or whatever and he was on a a balloon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name it was called, but I don't know. Exactly. Um, And then we saw him as the metal where he was the robot, which wasn't that good either. The robot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alt, uh, not ultra carbon, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Tell me how you really feel. You ever feel like you're in therapy after watching these movies? And it's like, who hurt you? <laughs> Show us on the plot diagram or where in the script that it hurt you. I like the concept. I do too. I like the concept. Okay, that's fair. Um. This is a short movie, and I felt like there's so much in it that it needed to be longer mm-hmm. to flesh out some of the ideas and, and some of the characters and some of the story. Um, but I'm glad it wasn't longer, no. because then when I had to sat through it even more. Oh. Uh, yeah, I... I like, I got nothing that I want to add other than I didn't enjoy this movie, and I I should. This should be the type of movie that I would like. Yeah. And after it ended, I kind of, you know, I sat there for a second, and I was like, okay. It's a yes or no. Like, that's what Netflix gives, although it gives you love it now, too, which I'm like, I didn't no. see that. Uh, so I'm like, it's, a, it's an up or down, and I'm like, this is a down. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't think you're gonna get anything out of this 
from watching it. Yeah. Where a lot of the movies were, even if we're waffling, we're like, yeah, I could see why you could... Don't think you want Waffle House at this late hour. That's not fair. I fucking love... Do you want to really... Total it's side French thing. toast, waffles, and then pancakes. And somehow, pancakes get all the fucking love... This is nothing new with the review. And it's fucking French toast. I need you French to... toast no, is where it's at. I agree with you. 100%. French toast, then waffles, then pancakes. That's yeah. how it goes. That's like a logical person would go. Um, but what I want to say is that... Because um, I was listening to Bloodhound Gang recently. And I know this is oh, a total side transit. I, I like it. But there's this whole point where they have a whole comment about smothered and covered like my Waffle House, Waffle House hash browns. And I went to... I realized I've never been to Waffle House... Apparently in my life, except for with you guys. I was but I say never, we went after we, we had, went hiking. And but I never was... had like steak and eggs or something like that. I was trying to be hoity-toity kind of shit at the Waffle House. Yeah, it was a very bad decision. That Waffle I House is a very bad decision. It, it I mean, was. Waffle House is a very bad decision. Jackie and I went to get like Waffle House like later in the evening. I was like, sure, why the fuck not? Because she was craving it, and I got hash browns, and I didn't realize their options are smothered, covered, and all this. I was like, oh my god. And then my first thought was like. Oh, they did it after the... Nope, that's not how this goes. The song did it after the... <laughs> Anyways, that was a total side tangent. Um, Just like this movie is a total side tangent. I like Mackie. Yeah. I, I was okay with... I call him Gray. I can't remember the damn actor's name. He's a guy from Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Yes, he is. Um, I really like the concept because I love time travel movies, and it kind of reminded me of um, Timeline, the Michael Crichton book one movie. Right. Which... The movie's okay, but I like the whole idea of, like, people being killed, essentially, being brought back, and you're like, hey, this is how they died, that's the the chick who got was on fire, the dude who got, like, stabbed, all that shit like that. But it is very much a Netflix movie without being a Netflix movie, as in it's not really complete, it's not really fulfilling, and to your point, I'm gonna give it a thumbs down, because I don't think you're gonna get as much out of it. I feel like they I They built wait. up the fucking rock. I was expecting him to write some sort of message on the rock. Mm-hmm. There's not even a me- like unfinished concept. Yes, I would love to see this movie remade with people that knew how they were going to finish everything with out. Writing. Like he's so heartbroken over his dog being left behind, and he has to choose. But like your first experiment, you take your beloved dog, you're in New Orleans, you walk outside, you pick up a rat. They're there! And trust me, Sarah was like... <laughs> she's like, yeah, you'll, you'll find them everywhere. It's not a problem. Oh, like, if your dog is that important, your you first experiment... Back, yeah. yeah, it just... There's, there's a really good concept here. I like a the concept. really good concept here. Well, and it, it's almost... And it's been done... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's nothing fresh and new. Well, they kind of started off almost in a way that reminded me of Seven, like as the idea of just like the random deaths and stuff like that, and trying mm. to piece it together. Again, reminded me not the same, <laughs> but I was like, they could have fleshed that out. Could have had a lot more fun and flipped over in the end. I'm like, it was okay. It's not worth your time. I don't think so. But it's the same thing with the other Mackie movie. Again, I fucking love Mackie. Yeah. I want him to have better movies because the dude is... Co- You're right. He's charismatic. It's the reason we fell in love with the fucking Falcon. Yeah. Is because of Mackie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. 100%. Um, yeah. Okay, so we both say skip synchronic. Yeah. So for this week's streaming review, I want us to watch Untold, the story of the Malice in the Palace. It is on Netflix. 
It's, uh, I know this is the head of life, but if he hasn't watched it already, he's going to fucking be all over this. That's the story of the 2003 Indiana Pacers. Okay. It's a documentary, right? Yep. That's I, love all docu- I love documentaries. That's all I'm going to give you. Because you know I know nothing about this. I'm, hope- I'm, I'm hoping this flew over your head. When it because it was a huge sports thing, but I'm hoping it's it, I'm hoping it flew okay. over your head. But uh, yeah, so this is on Netflix. If you have anything you want us to watch on basically any streaming site, let us know at battenhammer gmail.com, battenhammer on Twitter, Sprakens a Geek on Facebook. You can reach me, I am at Tara Skippy. Matt Crankalis, make sure to like us, love us, share us every Tuesday morning on everything. <laughs> if it's not there, let us know. So, if it's not there, let us know. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you wouldn't hear us. So there you go. You'll let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're gonna bring you our spoiler-filled, or sorry, I'm sorry, our spoiler-free reviews of both Free Guy and you have gone to yes. see Don't Breathe Part Two. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be a spoiler-free review for that. Uh, basically, what you get in the trailers is the guy from Don't Breathe has a girl mm-hmm. granddaughter daughter not quite sure what she is oh no hmm. I think I just figured out who she is do you remember the scenes from the first one with the turkey baster yeah it's literally I was trying to explain this before I went to go see the movie I had to explain to the person I went to go saw they had not seen the first movie and I was like so here's what I think going into it and she's like what the fuck um so spoiler um spoiler free um, um, again, you're seeing the dude from Don't Breathe in very much a Ellie situation. He's protecting the girl. You got that, obviously. From Invaders, they seem to know roughly who the guy is, but they don't really describe that. They're just like, hey, literally one of the scenes is like, hey, I don't know if you know who that guy is. If right. He's not who he says he's not he is. Who says he is. Um, Okay, the funny thing I would say is I feel like the first Don't Breathe was much more horror with suspense. This was much more suspense with action. It kind of reminds me of James, just in general, the shift that you saw from the first Purge to the second Purge. It switched heavily, more heavily towards action. This is much more to set, spe- set pieces, kind of like um, John Wick, kind of those kind of things. Like It's all about, like, hey, let's get in this situation, see a really cool, gruesome death, go XYZ kind of thing. Um, it is not bad. It's not great. You picked out and made fun of the reason why it's really hard to go for... You're rooting for the rapist. You're rooting for the really bad guy. And that's really hard for me to compartmentalize. It was easier for people who haven't seen the first one, I think, to root for him. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to see this that haven't seen the first one. Which is weird because it's Don't Breathe... Two. But there's not a whole lot, like not spoiler wise. There's not a whole lot that ties the first movie together. Other than he's blind, yeah, pretty much. And he's blind. He's so. got his dog. There's not a whole lot that ties the first movie and the second movie together. Um, just in general, like mythos or whatever. You know who he is. Dude's kind of a badass. Whatever. Terrible person. Um, it is an okay movie. I liked it. I had fun if you really wanted to see this and we talked about it before when we saw the first one. We really liked the first one because we're like, we would like to see this villain continue on. The dude and his dog, essentially. Like, that's one of the ideas we talked about. I feel like this kind of does a disservice to the idea of the him being the villain mm-hmm. and then make him too much the good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we know he's not a good guy. Right. 
And that part's really hard to get over for me who's seen the first movie. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, honestly, you're probably going to enjoy this saying like, hey, it is a perfect movie to pick up and go. You do not need to see the first movie. But if you see the first movie, you'll be wrestling with the shit that I did. of like, yeah, <laughs> but... Um, the action scenes are cool. I love the dude who plays the blind guy. I, I really do. I can't think of his, the Something actor's name. Jones, isn't it? He's in, I know he's in Avatar, yes. and he's in like a few other things, but he's, he's charismatic is the best way I can put it. Is like, you do like watching him. You can see the emotion. You can mm-hmm. see the, the feeling and stuff like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. He's an expressive dude. Um, I'm going to say see it. I don't think you need to see it in theaters. Definitely not a movie you need to go and see, and nothing's going to be spoiled, like, honestly, if you don't see it right away. There's, like, one or two things, but honestly, it's not going to ruin the movie. Mm-hmm. So I would say I saw it. I'm happy to go see it. I would say go see it, but if you are on the fence, don't see it in theaters. Okay. And the movie we saw together was uh, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy. This is um, the Truman Show in a video game. Yes. Uh Ryan Reynolds is an NPC in a MMO, and oh, that's a really good description, by the way. You're a good man. That's why I pay his big dollars. <laughs> this is why our Patreon is fucking way the hell up here. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is an NPC in an MMO that is about to be shut down. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we got from the trailer. I think so too. Because there's more to it. He gets he gets um, glasses and can see the world around him. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. This was better than I thought it was gonna be. This is way better than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be fine, and I thought it was going to really lean on Ryan Reynolds. Now it did lean on Ryan Reynolds. It did. Uh, but there's. There's a love story here that I wasn't expecting that is built up really tenderly and really slowly and there's a real good payoff. Um, There's way too many YouTubers for my taste. Were they real ones? I have no idea. Yeah, there was Jack Septisai or whatever. There was Ninja. Um, Ninja. I could care less about them. I know they were there. Yeah. The the best part was spoiled in another TV spot. I agree. And I really wish that TV spot hadn't come out. And it came out in the, literally the, uh, like two the movie weeks you ago. and I saw. Well, no, it was on the I didn't see it on the TV spot. I saw it in the movie you and I saw, it, like, accidentally together. That's the first time I saw maybe. that TV yeah, spot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And I was like, fuck, when I was watching, I was like, I really wish I hadn't seen this. Because mm-hmm. it would have been fun. It would have been incredible. Was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what I did there. Yeah, uh, yeah it, w- it would have been really, like, that would have been awesome to not have spoiled. I would. I completely um, fucking agree. And I, I'm not really going to spoil it here, but mm. if you've seen all the TV spots, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of Taika Waititi's a bit much here. He is. He reminds me of... Um, do you ever remember He's Grandma's... very much a caricature stereotype. Do you remember Grandma's Boy? You watch where you're going because you're treading on some mighty thin ice who, here. Do you remember who the, the guy who is like the Matrix-esque? <laughs> I yes. I am not amused. They're literally the same... They're playing the same archetype, though, of 
very like they're damn very much similar at that point socially inept all that shit like that it's the same thing like I saw it I was like okay I know the archetype you're playing but yeah sorry yes detract uh, I really liked this I had a lot of fun with it um, I'm actually gonna recommend it to, to Sarah when I get home like I, I think you will like this. I yeah. think you'll enjoy it. And I'll sit down and watch it with you. And it's not long. It doesn't really overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of comedies tend to do. Yeah. Um, this this sets the world. <laughs> it sets the plot and it gets you going. And it kind of keeps you going. Um, and there's some things that haven't been spoiled yet. Yes. That are pretty great yeah yeah i can't i i i mean i know what they are too but i kind of excited to talk about them as silly as that sounds mm-hmm. so you are see it mm-hmm. yeah um he just took a final sip of beer because we tried to get a beer afterwards and that didn't work out yeah well. uh-huh. um i really fucking enjoyed this movie and i have to admit the first five ten minutes of it i was worried really because we were watching it, and I was like, there was no laughs. Everything we'd seen, everything we're aware of, and I was like, oh, no. And I thought the same thing. I was like, they're leaning too heavily on Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kept going. And um, they do the Groundhog Day kind of-esque kind of thing. And I think after the first Groundhog Day, when they, when they set the loop, they set the Groundhog Day up loop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh okay and that's when it starts kicking in for me and it's literally about 10 minutes into the movie and i was like after that though i was fucking sold and it continues to sell me and sell me up and sell me on it does use ryan reynolds but the way i would put it and this is the way i was thinking when i was watching movies like we watched um once upon a time in venice remember how my comment about it was this is a movie that is not meant for bruce willis is playing a character that he should not play this is a character that Ryan Reynolds should play. Right. And it plays it to a T, but in the best ways. They're using the power in all the right ways. They use his charisma. They use the humor. They use the in-depth, even like the heart. There's like a lot of that there. And I love that shit. And it was really fun. Um, you're right, 100%. Like, it, it does not overstay its welcome. I will happily see this again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing I yeah. walked out of it. Like, I kind of want to see it again. Yeah. This is one of those ones that I would actually add maybe to my library kind of shit. Like, I would actually enjoy owning, which is, to me, like, a huge thing of something that's really fun. There's definitely parts that were spoiled in the last um, the last thing I saw, which still didn't spoil it at all, but I wish I didn't know that going into it, because it would have been so stupid and fun. Yes. But yep. the surprises this this movie has genuinely made me laugh, and I knew you liked it because you were fucking laughing, and you don't like full belly laugh, but you were laughing with me on full belly laughing of like, holy shit. And that, as a moviegoer, felt so fucking good. That is the epitome of like, and it made me a little emotional because I'm like, that's the epitome of like summer movies right there. I mean, like, we missed a whole year of movies. Yeah. And like, there are a lot of. This people, one should have come out last year. Yeah. Yes. And there are a lot of people that I see that are like, when theaters are closing or things are going to, to streaming, they're like, good. I don't know who wants to go to a theater. I'm like, I do. Seeing this movie reminded me, it's not, this is putting it a little bit weird, but not a little too far, but when I saw Endgame, it was a real good experience because I saw a movie with everybody and it was an experience. 
this one was an experience because everyone was experiencing the same thing. You could hear the humor, you could hear the laughs, and it made you laugh. It's the laugh track experience, but it feels so good. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, like, absolutely, fucking see this movie. Yeah. And it did surprise me, and I yeah. Yeah, really yeah. liked it. It also really proves, I'm like, fuck Ryan Reynolds, god damn. Again, would fuck Ryan Reynolds, because god damn, that man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's cool as shit. Uh, okay, so we both say go see it. Uh, we will come back a little bit later with our spoiler-filled review. Uh, next week's in-theater review is going to be... Is it Transcendence? Fuck, I didn't look it up. I've... It's the Hugh Jackman movie. So... Luminescence? No, it's not Luminescence. Seminate? No. It's Essence. Yeah, it's something <laughs> Essence. Somewhere. Fuck. Reminiscence. Reminiscence, there we go. Uh, you can actually find this on HBO Go. It's probably where both of us are going to watch it. Yeah, because there's something else that's coming out too, right? There's a lot of things that are coming out. There's like three movies that are coming out next week. There's uh, The Protégé. Oh, Protégé. Rem- I, don't, I don't think Reminiscence. I think it's Protégé next week and Nighthouse next week. I think Reminiscence is the following week. Because when I looked, at least when I looked on AMC, they only had movie times for those two. We'll have to double check. I know I want to see Nighthouse. I really, I just saw the trailer again. I'm like, I fucking want to see Nighthouse. Yeah. It's that and Candyman. I want to see both. I'm gonna cry, wow. yeah, I'm gonna cry like a little bitch, but I want to see it. The last like two or three times, you've been prepped to go into a horror movie like that. You've come out like, mm. I mean, I still dude, I thought Poltergeist it. was gonna scare the living bejeebus out of you, and you were ready. Didn't you take a blanket to Poltergeist? I did take a blanket to Poltergeist. You know the sad part about it is the original Poltergeist dude, still fucks with me. Yeah. So if a movie doesn't scare you, it's bad. It's As not a, a horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah, it's not a like, horror movie. Like, that's a real bad scene. I mean, that's the other thing. is like I remember touting um, Don't Breathe 2 as a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It's an action suspense. It's a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's still not bad, but I'm like... I mean, Candyman, I'm like... I still need to go watch Us. But I really don't want to watch it by myself. I want to watch it with a group. Because <laughs> I'm a little bitch. Uh, we will be back a little bit later with our spoiler-filled review for Free Guy. Um, so now we're going to go ahead and get to this week's nerd news, and uh, you'll be happy to know that we have a new Home Alone movie that we get to watch. I saw that. Yeah. Excited? Uh, no. Is excited a term you would use to associate with this? Um, excited is a term. Home sweet home. A Home Alone movie is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Can I tell you how much I really, really wish, and I know this was never in the books, that Michael Cogan was still starring as it, and it would be a horror suspense movie? I'm real surprised that he hasn't done a movie on his own. As like an independent movie where either he's suffering from like PTSD or, or he has like an apartment suffering from PTSD and he, he has it all booby trapped and shit and one day like the wet bandits come by and, and like it turns it's an actual horror suspense type movie where they're fucking with him because his head is fucked up because of all the PTSD that he's gone through you want me to ruin this idea for you I can ruin it in like four words <laughs> okay or five words right. Kevin Smith would write it You know he would. Yeah. And it would ruin it. But that's a really good concept. I love that idea. 
Because the last time I because he would saw have him, PTSD because he was kidnapped fucking yeah. twice and tortured twice. And just the idea that like literally it references the movies as like these are my dreams. This is how I reconcile the world. Yeah, I can't get out of my own prison. Like, that would be so awesome. But they would have to do it as, like, a horror suspense. I feel like we should do, like, stick figures or something like that and try to, like, do concepts of a movie. I, so, I, because I spent all this money on this new camera, I Mm -hmm. actually sat down and was like, I wonder if I could film the Trevorrow cut, which is the episode nine, his script of it, without getting a huge copyright strike from Disney. Because I'm like, I want to see that episode nine. Mm. That script was... I fucking forgot about that for a minute there. Yeah. Like, I want to film the Tararo cut so bad. And, you know, the special effects would not be as good. I mean, the fighting wouldn't be as good as no. it. But, like, just as something to do, to be like, this is ish what it would look like on screen. That's like how the kids did the reshoot of, like, what is it, Raiders of Lost Ark? Mm-hmm. Scene for scene. And they did it over, like, years. Like, that's literally what they did. Why the fuck not? I, uh, I've thought about it, because... It's a passion project. The no script is already... Them, suddenly, they would care yeah, about it. Yeah, the script is written, so all I'd have to do is get people to yeah, read. Yeah, people that would stand in front of things. And read I, I don't have enough dependable people in my life that would actually do it, sadly. I mean, just recast it. Just say, like, have a Don Cheadle moment. No, I would have to be every part. Okay. Yeah, but you can't be on this... Like... My editing skills aren't that good to where I can be the same person fighting myself in the... That'd be great. That'd be fine. No. Uh, yeah, so another Home Alone movie. That'll be fun. So remember Home Alone 3? I don't. Good. I've never seen it. I've it's... only seen 1 and 2, and I've actually seen 1 and 2 recently. 2's pretty bad. I mean... 2 is both... 1, just again? Yeah, in like a... In New York. It. Yeah, New York. I mean, I still remember the... What kind of parent loses their kid fucking twice? American parents. Granted, you know, there are PSAs to, like, put something important in the back seat of your car so you don't forget your child in the car seat. Like, your phone. Yeah, there's PSAs of, like, put your phone in the back seat, something important, so you don't forget your kid. I've heard that. And I'm like, how do you forget your kid? Isn't your kid... Okay. I mean, like, shouldn't your kid be one of the important things? Well, okay. But you see how many deaths we have every year. Because of the heat. So, yeah. Um, people are terrible. Yeah, people are gross. Um, yeah. Uh, so Home Alone 4, 5, 6. Uh, it'll be 3. No, it'll be 4. I'm sorry. It'll be 4. Uh, but we also forgot to mention the free shit good shit for the month of August. So, for the month of August, for Games for Gold, we've got Darksiders 3. Which, which is already on Plus. So I need to play, I guess. I mean, I, I started Darksiders 1... Darksiders is fine. It's fine, but I just, I couldn't keep my interest. Mm. And I almost want, like, a crazy easy mode, which I think it's already on easy mode. Like, I play the games on easy, but I just got bored. It's, it's walk into a area, enemies spawn, it is, kill them. Uh, yeah. It's, walk um, into the next area, enemies spawn. It's Devil May Cry, 100%. Kind of, yeah. But Devil May Cry does it better, because at least the... At least the fighting is more fun in Devil May Cry, where you can launch people in the air and fucking shoot them with your gun. And I tried playing. De- I bought the Devil May Cry collection, right? And I tried playing Devil May Cry one. No, just no. I haven't played two, but after playing one, I was like, "Fuck, I, this so, is archaic." I don't know. I'm so bad at video games. I bought the collection, 
you enter an area with stairs, I can't get out of there. Yeah. And I'm like, where do I go? What? How do I get out of here? And you, like, if you jump, you end up behind the steps and shit. And I'm like, how I the can't fuck fi- did you figure this shit out? How did I figure it out? I Well, I'm trying to play it. I'm like, fuck, this is archaic. Yes. Like, I am so spoiled. I yes. It. Yes. Uh, we also have ukulele. Which, which was I'm, done by the people who did Banjo-Kazooie, Yeah, I never got around to... I never... I mean, I, I was in a big Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, exactly. Back. I didn't really care for Banjo, so whatever. Uh, Lost Planet 3, which I really liked Lost Planet, and that was the last Lost Planet that I played. Yeah, the same thing. I never got that far into Lost Planet, but it was notorious for giant things with glowy spots to shoot. But I don't know if I liked Lost Planet or if I liked it because it was basically the only thing that was on Xbox 360. <laughs> That's a very, very... Statement. <laughs> and uh Garu? Mark of the Wolves? <laughs> like oh there's a question mark. I have no idea. I've never even no heard of that either. before. Uh and then for PlayStation, there's gonna be Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. This is another one of those um kind of like Garden Warfare yeah. Plants vs. Zombies, so it's more of a third person sandbox shooter game. Um Tennis World Two. Yeah. Yay. Uh and then Hunter's Arena Legends, which I think you said it's which like a PS5. battle royale. Yeah. Well, it's four and five, isn't it? Or is it just five? It's just five. I think it's just five. I mean, good thing we don't really need games this month. I'm sure somebody out there is like, these are my jam and I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I remember Rockstar made one. table tennis and it was yes. the biggest fucking shit. People love that. People love Rockstar. Do you know Grand Theft Auto V is the second highest selling game of all time behind is Minecraft? It, I thought it was WoW. No. Is WoW third? Uh, I don't think WoW is even in the top ten. Really? I feel like it'd be in like the top third. Uh, I'm not surprised. One, Minecraft makes fucking sense. Because um, it's everywhere. Fifty million copies of Grand Theft Auto V. That blows my mind. Over three generations. Because it was on <laughs> PS3, right? Yeah. PS4. It'll and be on PS5. Five. Naturally. Fuck. Uh, and... and I got it with my bundle for my PS4 yeah. with Last of Us. And I played it and I was like, this is fine. I still have never played it. It's fine. I haven't played 4 and haven't played 5. They're fine. I don't get it. But, like... I think it's the idea of the online. Like, we, the we, played, online, Red, sure. we played Red but Dead, We played right? Red Dead and we were both like, this is not no. great. And everybody loved Red Dead. And I was like, why? Everyone loves Red Dead online. And I tried Red Dead online. I was like, I don't get it. It's I've heard they love Red Dead. I think Red Dead online isn't as good. Red but Dead was, it was Red Red Dead was good. Red Dead Redemption is okay. I finished it. That's all I cared about, and then I sold it immediately. I loved Red Dead. It too it was a really fucking good game. I loved it. Revolver, right? Red Dead Redemption, or Redemption. the first one. Oh, it was the Redemption Two? Was the second one? I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot there was. And then this one, we were both super excited for it, and I don't know when it came out. When I was at Disneyland, I can't remember if you were there as no, well, but I, don't think so. I, I came back from Disneyland and bought it, and it still had like a day off, and I started to play, and I was like, this game sucks. And I saw all these great reviews on how it's a game of the generation, and I'm like, what? I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. Like, I won't deny that it's pretty, and that's like, graphics-wise... Content wise, pretty, but it's not a good game. They talk about the story, and I'm like, the story is, I've got a plan. Let's go over here. I've got a plan. Let's go over here. Yeah, it's okay. Got a plan. I still laugh at the idea when I go to Strawberry. I'm like, eh, that's a real place. 
Yes. Strawberry is a real place. Uh, all right. So <laughs> that sounded like the most like, yes. <laughs> we're, we're Strawberry is a real place. Go ahead and get to this week's pod question, which was brought to us by you. I want to know what your favorite character um, character death was. Comic book, comic book character death was. Uh, we got an answer from TK, and he went with uh, Spider-Man in Endgame, because it's really personal to him, which I'm on board with, except for it I'm didn't not, happen. because all, it wasn't important. And that's what's... I mean, uh, we talked about this when, when we watched Endgame, of how these deaths aren't important because we know they're coming back, and it felt... So, like, I could see... Spider-Man was... Out of all of the deaths in Endgame, Spider-Man was... That's the one that got the most from The people. one that, that hit... Because he's... You know, this this kid who has lost his parents, has lost his uncle, has no father figures in his life, attaches to somebody... Yeah. And he dies in his arms. Like, it's a... It hits. Yeah. Tom um, sells it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually went with the first one that I remember as a comic book movie that made me feel something. I went with the crow, um, because he was dead after he died, after he had his vengeance and whatever, you know, he crawls to his wife's grave and she appears and she's like, Hey, you know, basically it's time to go home and he dies. And like, there was something about that that was real poetic and, and, Final, yeah. Um, now, granted, they did other crow movies, but they didn't do other Eric Draven crow movies, which was the point. Um, but I like the if there's a death, I want it to mean something. I want it to be kind of final, and that one was was a final death. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, you may laugh. Mine's Molina as Doc Ock in Spider Man Two, and really? it's because the idea. But of he's like, not a superhero. Well, I mean, like. But he kind of becomes a hero at the end. Like, it's the the redemption thing. For me, like, the biggest part about, like, okay, so if you want me to do that, I can do Gwen Stacy, but Gwen Stacy also isn't technically here on that one. Oh, but that was a big snap that one. Yes, literally one of those. Okay, so I will go with Molina first because Molina's in. They're both Spider Man ones. But Molina, because I'm like, fuck, he actually made me care. The actor in general made me care about Doc Hawk. I never gave a shit about Doc Hawk. And at the end, I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm excited about him being in the latest movie because I'm like, He's the my favorite part of the fucking old series. Otherwise, if you can do something like that, Gwen Stacy, because I called it. Superhero. Yeah, she, she was. She was super for a little minute when she flew down the dam. I mean, she did fly. She did. Until she didn't. Um, I remember joking about that happening. And she's like, oh, I can't wait for the snap. Like, literally, I remember we were joking with Ken about it. Well, I remember we talked about it. We're like, well, she has to die. Well, we didn't think they were going to do it because we knew that they had written out uh, Emma. Yeah. Or not Emma, I'm sorry. But like Mary Jane. Yeah. They'd written out Mary Jane from part two. So we're like, okay, so they probably aren't going to kill her. They'll kill her in part three. And we weren't expecting it. Yeah. Even though though you know she's going to die. Yeah. And then she starts falling. It's like, oh, shit. And then it happened. And I remember the entire audience. Dude, the entire audience was... So, like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, they're not heroes. I don't want to say Molina, but... Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. 
so I want to know for this week's pod questions, pretty simple question. Since the world is still in <clears throat> shit and chaos, um, do you work from home or have you been able to stay from home if you are a work from home person or have you had to go back to your building, etc., etc., etc.? Answer our survey here. Yeah. Uh, let us know. BrandonHammerGmail.com, BrandonHammer on Twitter, Springs and Geek on Facebook. Reach me, Taro Skippy. You can reach me at Kren Kalis. Uh, like and sub us, share us every Tuesday morning on SoundCloud and pretty much everywhere else at this point. Okay, so we are going to get to our spoiler-filled reviews of both Ted Lasso Episode 4 and Free Guy. So if you don't want to hang around for that, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Episode 411 of Springs and Geek. So for Springs and Geek, I'm back. And I'm Hammer. Brace your geek. Have a great week. So we'll start with Ted Lasso. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in this one, we basically have an auction for mm-hmm. the um, the the food the players bowlers to go on dates with people. You really um, hate that term, don't I you? Fucking hate food. <laughs> to, to go on dates with people to raise money for children's charity. Kind of love your hate for that. Um, you also get uh, Giles from Buffy is the ex husband. He comes. Oh, fuck. Is he? Oh. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Buffy from Legendary, okay. Uh, I thought I recognized him, but I didn't know where. Ted is doing Ted things where he's trying to get the old guard and the new guard to be like, you guys need to be teammates. Yeah, it's like Jamie and what's his name? The old dude, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I can't name. remember his name. Fucking Wanka. Yeah. Wanka. <laughs> I, I actually kind of want to incorporate wanker into my Wanker's vernacular a little more uh keely tells a story about how she dated a dude who was 23 when she was 18 and now she's 30 and dating a 23 year old i guarantee the dude she dated what is the old guy that's on the team now you think so because there there's there's the moment sparks. they had at the end where she's like I'm, I'm so sorry. Or, yeah, she, she apologizes and, she, and something about uh, accepting responsibility or whatever. Yeah, totally. 100%. Think so? 100%. And she's. I thought they were more setting up the idea of, like, her no. wanting to be invested in him rather than Jamie. No, 100%. They used to date. 100%. I did not get, like, literally got 0% of that. That's, that's what I think. Okay. Um, yeah, this shows. Ted kind of doing Ted things of of he's not a coach he's a psychologist yeah and he just breaks down your walls to figure out how to communicate with you to get you to be the better player yeah uh, it's was it the last episode you did the books right no that was episode three that was episode three okay so like that like that's the thing I'm thinking about like him consistently building up the idea of like taking things they're like oh that's fucking off the wall but it, it there's a purpose behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's even the same thing about him at the end of the episode when he's talking to, um, I can't remember what's her name, the the, the, the head chick. He's like, yeah. you do realize that he's like, he thinks that like you're the only one who sees him. He's like, I see him for the scum he is. Mm-hmm. And again, it's all the, the same idea of him essentially winning her over even though he doesn't realize that she's essentially trying to sabotage him. Right. And the same thing at the same time, like Keely is essentially winning her over as well. So it's like... More and more, there's more and more hooks. And obviously, you can see the play of, like, her kind of winning over. Like, maybe I don't want them to fail. Right. But I do want them to fail. 
I, I love the writing. I love the characters. I love seeing the little dichotomy for it. You can it. see scrubs. Yeah, I know. You can see scrubs all when, over. When you fucking this thing. said it, I was like, fuck. And I love it. Because yeah. scrubs is nothing but a character drama. Yeah, I love scrubs. And one through, or seasons one through eight. Um, you got to see like Coach essentially trying to date someone with like that's cute. It was so cute. The the part that I didn't like was she's like, Hey, do you want to go dance? And he's like Queen yeah, F9, yeah, whatever. He's like, check me. And then the next scene, he's dancing. And I'm like, why did you go dance, you fucker? Uh, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of heart. And it's one of those things that I've tried to tell you with Friday Night Lights. Of like, Friday Night Lights isn't a football TV show. Yeah. Football's in it. This isn't a football show. There's football Football's in it. in it. Agreed. No, it's 100%. It's, it's a character drama that just football happens to be mm-hmm. around. I fucking love this show. I really do. I laughed at the whole thing because I literally told my I told my wife I was like, "You bitch, you have a reason I got in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to mainline this, and yeah. I can see this being a crushable show. Yes, I'm not sure how long of um, how long of legs it has, but right. I'm happy to be here for as long as the writing continues like this. I'm happy to be there for it. There's only so much you can do with sports. Because you you got to build up, get get to the top, get torn down, and get back to the top. You can only do that probably twice. Yeah. If you do it again, it's like, oh, you're doing this cycle all over again? Really? And I'm like, I know that there's going to be some fruition of, like, Ted's um, Ted stuff with his wife. And I'm like, I know they're going to have to play into that soon. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, you saw, like, the first... It was the first episode, I think it was, where it's like, obviously there's tension there. So right, and, and he said that they were coming out next week or something yeah. in this episode, so yeah. So probably in the next episode or two, we'll see someone with his wife or something like that. So they're... Again, that's part of that teardown or something mm-hmm. like that. Of break down the character that we learn to love kind of thing, give them flaws and stuff. I, I But I'm fucking there for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy the show. I can't wait to finish it. I have the next show in mind. Okay. So we'll see how... That. It's not Marvel's What If, is it? Because I'm debating if I want to watch it or if I should wait. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, like, I think that's... Even though they've said it's canon, which is fucking bullshit. Everything's canon at this point. Right. And I'm sure it's canon because it's in a... The multiverse. A, a multiverse. And there's an animated universe and... Fuck off. No. No. Um... But no, I have our I have our next one in mind. Okay. Um, and it's it's way heavier than Ted Lasso, so we'll uh, Jesus. Yeah, we'll get through that. Oh uh, boy. Oh but boy. now we're gonna go ahead and get to our spoiler filled review of Free Guy. Spoiler. Oh, it's filled. filled. Yeah, I didn't say filled. Um, yeah, same things happened before. This time we find out that the reason the world is gonna be destroyed is because one of the the Taika Waititi stole a code from uh, a girl and a guy that their main lead actress and actor. Their code was based, basically AI was going to learn. Yeah. So this is going to be a, a, a second life world that they were building, but yeah. you didn't do anything in this world. You just watched NPCs kind of like semen type of thing. Yeah. Um, Not semen, semen. Semen, yeah. Seaman. Or the, honestly, it's kind of like Let's Plays too. It's a for the Dreamcast. Oh my god, that fucking. Uh, so he stole their their algorithm, their their code, and they're trying to prove that he stole their code. Um, you even have 
And, and like I said, when this is Truman Show, when it comes to a video game MMO, you even have the fact that he's trying to get through the end of the world through the ocean. Yeah. Which is the same thing that happened in Truman yeah. Show. Uh, but, like, the real heart of the movie, and especially at the end where he's like, I base this character around, you know, person that i loved yeah like he loves the per- like person he's always you. For the perfect person yeah naturally it's you yeah and um there's a whole lot of references here there's Fuck a captain american of... shield that was i don't <laughs> with want chris i was like what the shit that is gonna be spoiled i guarantee you but fuck that was amazing to witness like again the dude thing would have been great to not know that and dude. walk into it and be like hey, dude would have been great to walk that would have been like, what the so fuck? hilarious to see this just Jacked ripped Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is like did you <sighs> notice Hugh Jackman was the voice of the character in the beginning that was like giving the information to what's her name the guy with the old mask and the oh yeah, yeah yeah that's fucking yeah. Hugh Jackman I'm like you jackasses the okay so another thing I wanted to point out I was trying to figure out what the fuck the song was when they're kind of coming together and stuff like that and I realized where it's from hmm do you remember Paper Man? It was a short Disney animated thing about the guy with the paper planes trying to seize a woman of his dreams, and he sends tries to send her a paper plane, and it kept on missing. No, you don't, don't remember it. It's that. an animated. It's an animated short. I'll send it to you. I, I, I feel like you've seen it before. The music that happens in this movie is from Paper Man. Hmm. Like it is pulled from Paper Man. The concept from paper man essentially he's trying to send a love note to the person that he cares about the love note being free guy essentially to what's her name again the real life people don't matter all i'm saying is that there's a lot of disney references this shit but that one 100 owns everything but this is is this fox i can't remember who owns this one was it wb or fox or it what was fox but they own everything disney owns fox because fuck but like that's because the, thing, you have like, the lightsaber yeah oh dude the lightsaber, the Captain America shit, and the you Hulk the arm. Deadpool fucking It's poster. fucking stupid, and I loved it. And you had, like, I had no idea that Channing Tatum was in this movie. No, I didn't either. None. And, he's and just, so he shows up, I'm like... Is that Channing Tatum? Yeah. The, That's Channing Tatum. At the very beginning, he's in a car running by, and I was like, that looks like Channing Tatum. But the, that's it. He disappears, and I was like, okay, that'd be kind of weird, yeah. but... I mean, Ryan Reynolds has friends, so, like, maybe... And then later he shows up, I was like, it is Chan... Okay. There's a lot of subtle things in this fucking movie, and sometimes not so subtle, which I appreciate them all. Like, I love the stupid thing about the... The... the What is it? The people making the... person making the coffee is like, oh, I want to... I really want to change the world. Also, the one I'm making the latte. <laughs> and the one chick of like, hey, you don't really need me. She's like, I don't need anybody. And then apparently, like, he makes a comment about the one character wrote a scathing review on about masculine like oh, archetypes yeah. and stuff like that. And he's like, it's a little preachy, but it's the, really good. The patriarchy. And I'm like, that's kind of precious. And there's even the point where his best friend's character is like, you know, like I just want people to know my lives matter. I'm like, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I lost my shit laughing at the damn Captain America shield part because that's the part of like culmination of just seeing the humor go up. But they wielded Ryan Reynolds so oh, fucking yeah. tactically. I mean, tactically. this is Deadpool without him wearing the suit. Yeah. And it's... goddamn that dude... Like, if we talk about Mackie, Mackie has Chris... Yep. Reynolds does have Chris. Yeah. It's proven over and over again. 
that he can carry a movie but at this point he carried a movie in a way where it didn't almost feel like it wasn't just when Ryan Reynolds wasn't on screen I didn't feel like at a loss mm-hmm. I was like okay I'm invested enough it's okay cool when he's on screen he's very noticeable fuck I, I the love story so super sweet it's and cute like... it's cute I, I, I didn't feel like it needed to happen but it was cute I was kind of hoping that no love story was going to happen to be honest because I saw him like obviously there's a love story you give me the little squinty eyes. I, I, I thought it was... I love that little... Of just... The person you cared for is right around the corner kind of thing. You might not miss it. Might yeah, but he, like, he loved her so much that he... And immortalized he her forever. In, in a video game. Yeah. And... I guess it's precious. Again, it was, it was cute. I kind of was hoping there would be no love story but that's just because I'm like I didn't feel like everything needs to have a love story yeah, that kind of love, idea I get it right I don't believe love what can I say I'm a terrible person I get it I don't love yeah I get it at all anyone or yeah. multiples to anyone no I get it I, I totally get it like that's but fuck the the fucking I think the problem about this movie is there's so many subtle little plugs but I really hope again I wish I didn't see dude Dude, it would have been I, really good to just be surprised by, and I would have been continuously surprised by, but because I knew he was going to be a thing, I was right. just waiting for him to come around the corner. And especially, we saw almost that in, that whole entire scene. Yeah, um, in the trailer. In the trailer, yeah. I was. So I sad. mean, so much with I think it's Lorel was feeling him up. He beats him up, and he's like, "Oh, his hands so soft." And blah, blah, blah. Like we saw all of that already. So I going couldn't into enjoy it. it really. Yeah. So. No, now parts I didn't see, like him holding him at the very yeah. end, him carrying him, or he's like, you know, I'm here for three things, this, this, and the number other thing. three, and he's like, you know, he's not finished yet, like, yeah. things are getting, just, but man, it would have been so hilarious just to witness this huge Ryan Reynolds walking up. That you'd never, that you hadn't seen before. Well, the funny thing about it is, like, when I'm looking at the trailers, except for that last one when they showed Dude, is that they kept the the story of Free Guy, for the most part, pretty under wraps. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going to go on. I knew the rough idea, but if I would have gone off those base trailers, I would have been completely surprised on a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. It was that free the one when they showed the Dude. I'm like, he didn't need to show that. No, you did such a good job. Like, one is Ryan Reynolds done. Sadly enough, yeah. That's why I saw Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, the other characters and stuff like The worst part about it was with Taika Waititi. And it's not... I don't hate Taika Waititi. No, no. He's, he's just, just playing an amped up character. He's too, he's too stereotypical. Yeah. He's playing an archetype. And it yeah. was an, it was a bit too much. Um, where everyone else was kind of grounded, funny enough. Yeah. Yeah, he felt like he didn't belong in the movie. Yeah, he felt more cartoony than his characters. He almost, he almost felt like an NPC that escaped the game, and it kind of would have made a little like, bit of sense. Like Turbo, uh, what is it going Turbo from like Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. Oh, we're getting some well, nice raining. rain outside. Uh, but yeah, Takeaway is the worst part of the movie. I agree. Um, there's so many fucking subtle things. Like even you can see different. Like you can see the fucking scorpion tank from Halo in there. You can see so much shit in here. Yeah. And I was just like... They've got the gun from Mega Man. The, the, yes, the blaster cannon. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the, the fuck? The stupid shit they get away with. And I'm like, all I can think of is... We saw two movies this year do uh, Ready Player One better than Ready Player One. 
We got to see Space Jam, Lost Legacy, which did Ready Player One better than Ready Player One. And we got to see New uh, Free Guy, which did Ready Player One better than Ready Player One. That's all I got to say about that, man. Right. But I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was super enjoyable. I can't wait to watch it again. But yes, if you haven't seen um, uh, Paper Man, I'm going to send you the short because... Or it's in Disney Plus, but I'll, I'll find it for you. I'm sure it's in Disney Because Plus. if you hear the music, it's so fucking iconic, knowing the build-up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, what the fuck? I know this song. And I realized at the end, I'm like, you fuckers, you stole from freaking Disney. Oh, they are Disney. You I can't mean, steal from now. yourselves. I mean, they could, but... Um, yeah, fucking see this movie. Yeah, I, was, I totally enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 411, Spring City, normal things. We'll see you next week, guys. Later.